This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Metaphysical Connection, Episode 5. I'm your host, Eric Renderkingfisk, with Walsh Novel. This time we talk about the news of the week, which includes the Oscars, Jared's weight gain in prison, Donald Trump's alien comor, Walt missing a screening of Spotlight, government budgets, and what Jeb Bush has been doing since quitting the race. We also spend a lot of time talking about space travel, leaving Earth for extended periods of time, and Scott Kelly coming home after a year on the International Space Station. Then we talk almost endlessly about the Vatican archives and the mistakes of the Catholic Church leadership. It's going to be a controversial show, I promise you. We're gonna t- were we going to talk about the Oscars at all, even just a little bit, or or are we just going to say it's a it's big, huge Hollywood, a personality, um, popularity contest, and who cares, right? Because yeah. the, because the thing is, Star Wars was nominated for how many Oscars and it didn't win one, which is a travesty. It is. It's horrible. I, the only redeeming quality that the Oscars had for me was the fact that uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road won a number of which to me was 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 a an incredible movie yeah did you see that I did I I, and I actually I actually saw it twice I saw it once in the movie theater because you told me to oh good you took my advice I took your advice on the rare occasion that you took no I take your advice all the time and then um, I, I saw it by myself in the theater um, during a during a matinee, and um, it's a it, I'm going to say this it it it's a very limited plot. It really doesn't have much of a plot that's much different than the Desert Chase and Raiders of the Lost Ark. But the thing is, is that everything about it, it's just beautiful to look at. It is. And it's beautiful it's, to listen to. I it, certainly wouldn't want to. It's like l- a violent opera kind of um, without music. Well, there was music, but I mean without the opera. I certainly would not <clears> want to live in Mad, Mad Max's world. By by any way, shape, or form, but it's a be- it was a beautiful. Well, it's a dystopian kind of steampunk ish yeah. world um, that who knows, you know, yeah, could happen. It, I think it is probably the most beautiful post apocalyptic movie I've ever seen. Absolutely, with, I, I without would a doubt, thoroughly agree with that. Without a doubt, and um, I'm, and it was a it was a about a ten year project for George Miller. Yeah. So he put a lot of energy into it, and well, it showed. Well, here's all you need to do. Just give talented people all the time and money that they need, especially the time, and let them make a good product. And he did. And you know, just go he, from he, there. He delivered, yeah. Um, but I was. we were going to talk about Spotlight, and Walt was going to see it, but something else came up. Walt is on special assignment for for a future episode of the metaphysical connection it's a it's a huge big huge secret um we were going to see spotlight but we are going to talk about it's kind of like in an awkward kind of like backdoor kind of way um no pun intended about we're going to talk about spotlight but in a totally different poor choice of words yeah. poor choice of words sorry sorry father gagan so um, another thing that uh, you said that you w- let's talk about the metaphysical connection with Donald Trump and how you seem to think he's he's a what now? 
an archon. He's an archon. I don't know. If, I don't know if the listeners remember going back a couple of shows. I, I I talked about the archons who are. Um, now this is not my concept. This is this is a concept. There's a, there's a couple people that are espousing it. Um, one of one of the guys is um, Robert M. Stanley. Yep. He he's he's got a magazine called Unicus, which you can find online. It's got it's got a lot about the archons and. Yep. So that's not something I made up, but. Um, it, supposedly the archons are, are, are a parasitic race that um, latch on to people um, to to drain their energy and and to create to to manipulate those people into creating negative situations so that they can feed off of that energy. They're they're basically parasitic energy eaters. Okay. Um, so I th- I think that. There's a chance that Donald Trump might have an archon attached to him. So if there are aliens and there are archons and they're feeding off negative loche, they're definitely attached to Donald Trump based only on on what we've seen and how he is. He's able to energize the world with negativity, negative negativity, because the thing is, is that uh, there's a lot of things. I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I really liked watching him on the the Apprentice, but everything that makes him great on the Apprentice would make for a really horrible president. I mean, am, am I right or wrong? Well, I I think he's he's approaching the whole situation as as a kind of a dysfunctional CEO, you know, and and he he wants to be the CEO of the country and and run yeah. the country that way, which I'm not sure is going to work. Yeah. Um, but what 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 he's really doing, I think, is tapping into a lot of negativity right. in the country. People that feel either disgruntled with the political system as is, which which I understand because it's it's pretty pretty. We, I think I think we it's I think we really all understand. I think we all can appreciate the fact that it's it's a broken system. It is. It is clearly. Yeah. It's just not working. It's not working. Well, it's working for the, you know accessing bernie sanders uh shtick it's it's working for about one percent of the population the millionaires and oh billionaires. it's working great they're, for them you know they're they're living high in the hog yeah. but the other 98 nine percent not so much no um, and there's a lot of money that's going now you know tax time is is coming around now and you and you have to start to think okay i'm paying all this money to the government for what 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 am i getting for my buck well, I, I will tell you that as, as a resident here in this uh, in this town of uh, Ringe, New Hampshire, a lot of us have been complaining that we keep seeing the property taxes going up, but the local community services are going down. And it was just like, it, it's like every time that we turn around, and the police and the fire department should not have to beg for new equipment for the, what they do for this town. We also have a university here in Ringe, New Hampshire, and... They don't. They don't have campus police. They have campus police that says "Ringe Police" on them. Our police is their police. And so they're usurping usurping the services. Of yeah. Them, right. So they're they're kind of feeding off of the hog, right? So to speak. That's a service they don't have to provide. Because, exactly. But who okayed that? Where you know who who made the call on that? And there are so many things. Not to get uh, Chinatown on you. Um, uh, but I mean, you look into like the budget, and one year we had um, 
more than a million dollars in discretionary funds. What, what, where did that money go for? And this, but here's the thing. It's not just Orange, New Hampshire. It's everywhere. No, that's just a microcosm of, of a larger problem of how the, the money gets misused in, in some shape or form. I don't know what's going on in Ringe, but, um, you know, it's, it's, if you look at the federal budget, um, where does all that money go? You know, it, it's amazing to me that somebody doesn't go through the budget when it comes out. And say, what's this? What's well, this? it's two thousand pages. What's Walt? this? I, I get that, but somebody must have a lot of time on their hands that could go through it and say, you know, why are we brid- building a bridge from somewhere to somewhere that you know that doesn't where those two places are, are irrelevant, right? You know? But it's some kind of a pork barrel thing where that congressman or that senator is getting money going into their district or their state or whatever right. it is. So that they can say, oh, look what I did for, for you, and, and now vote for me. You exactly. Know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's all... It's it, all like somebody, like, you know, studies on uh, the rectal temperature of a hummingbird. You know, like, who cares? You know? And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, besides I'm the, making that up. Besides but, you know, the, besides as the a, guy as who... A misfo- as a metaphor, but... But, but the, guy, the guy who does care is the guy whose job it is to put the rectal thermometer in the hummingbird, and he's making... He's making six figures doing that. I yeah, mean, he's, he cares. he's getting some kind of a stipend or something from whatever you know, some grant or something you yeah. know, for that. So what 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 do we do with that information? What does does that have any relevance for the people who have to work three jobs? Property taxes are going up, but the school budget is going down. One thing that he's saying that's true, and, and he's saying there's some truth in some of the things he says, which is why he's resonating with people. I mean, there's some reason why people are. Supporting him. It's not just random, uninformed people that just. I mean, there's probably a big cross section of people that are that are behind him. But yeah. but one of the things that Trump said that I think is true is that our infrastructure is 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 um, eroding. It's it's crumbling. The bridges, the highways. You know, you go to other countries and they they have the the best transportation systems. They have the best roads. Well, we're not a third world country. Why? Why are we not putting money into those things? Where's that money going? Well, you you look at some areas, some neighborhoods in Detroit. It looks like dystopia. It does. It does. Yeah. And, and Detroit's not the only place. There's a, a lot of urban places are like that. But it's, yeah. but the thing is, Detroit, which was one of the most the the largest, richest city in the world fifty years ago, from the based on the audio auto industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if we had enough armed security and a couple of cameras, I bet you and I could make our own fan film, Mad Max, Mad Max Beyond. Escape from Detroit. Escape from Detroit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know, there is some truth into in, in, in what he's saying. I'm not saying that there isn't. It's just that he, he he's kind of like a sideshow barker. You know, he's, he's at the carnival. He's, yep. he's calling people in and saying, hey, wait, you know. Look what I you got to come in and see what I have in the tent. Yeah, know? I'm not sure what he has in the tent though. You know, I, I don't know that his he really has any true policies that he's yeah you know, he's saying all this stuff, but how's he going to make it happen? You know, yeah. that's the, and and that's not different than any of the other ones either. I mean, right. they're all saying all this stuff too that that never happens. But it's, I th- but it's I a think four year, um, you know sideshow that that they put on and and make the make the american people think that they're getting some 
Something for their money, but something not so much. Something for their money. Yeah. So um, another another news item I think is sort of important. Um, Scott Kelly spent a year up in space, and and now that he's back to Earth, um, he's they're comparing him with his twin brother, um, Mark uh, Mark Kelly, right. who is who's married to Gabby Giffords. The, exactly. The Unfortunately, was a, a victim of gun violence. Exactly, and had lost quite a bit of her mental capacities as a result yeah. of that. Uh, but to her credit, she's still going around and giving speeches and yeah. you know, working toward um, some some gun legislation. Right. Yeah, um, but he came back. He uh, here's here's a question: When you came through the door and we were doing our pre-show talk, one of the things I wanted to talk about was. Uh, at what point have you been up in space for too long and you can't or you won't come down back to Earth? Like, I mean, since I was five years old, all I wanted to do was go into space. I wanted to see, you know, boldly go where no five-year-old Vermonter has gone before. Which is how you achieved the nickname Space Cadet. <laughs> you or, or wait was that another kind of a reference you were not supposed to mention that oh, on the show well, I, now, now it's out see now your, now, your listeners know see the thing is is that um i was they know the secret history of eric fist or a little another, a little a little more a little you, by the by the time mm. we're done doing all of these podcasts well i will have no more secrets you, left you know, it, it'll be like you you you're totally totally without any clothes you'll be like the emperor without clothes exactly so but the thing is is that i mean no matter what happened i wanted to i wanted to go out into space and then somebody had asked the question which sort of sort of broke my heart okay so you go out into space and you spend some time in space well what are you going to do after that and i'm thinking about scott kelly who spent a year in orbit and he his twitter feed has been absolutely totally amazing and he's shown us so many amazing pictures and so many like really incredible tweets about what it's like to live up in space. And at some point is, do you cross a threshold because you've been in zero gravity for just way too long? You can't come back down to space, no matter how many exercises you've done, no matter anti osteoporosis medicines that you've taken. Well, apparently he's, he's grown a couple inches. Yeah, because he doesn't and, have, and uh, yeah. he's gotten younger. I, I don't, I don't know how that happened. But well, I mean, I'm he, quite sure I understand the science behind. Well, that, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't have the effects of Earth, you know, literally and figuratively weighing on him all the time. Yeah, yeah, the gravity thing going on. So, um, he's. Grown. I guess my question is, do you do you think that had the same impact on all of his organs? And and if 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 it did, do you think Gabby's going to switch brothers? Because of that. I, I, you know what? I mean, I, I worry about that because I have a brother as well. And the thing is, if I go up into space for an entire year, is my brother's girlfriend or girlfriends want to hook up with me? And I'm kind of thinking to myself, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm not coming back down to space now. Boy. It's probably wishful thinking on your part, Eric. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. What, are you, are you saying that my brother's a bigger stud than me? No, I, I don't know your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you saying something about the quality of his girlfriends? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> no implication. But I think that there, is, is it, there, would, be, there would be a point in time when, uh, no, I don't want to come back down. Uh, but, I mean, keep in mind, he also has a family. You know, he, he has people waiting for him here on Earth. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big concern about space travel is um what happens to your family when you go to mars 
you know, and you're gone for what? I don't know what the total. What's the what would the total trip be to Mars? Like three years, something like that. Or? I think that that's the minimum. Yeah. With the way the technology is now, and they keep releasing stories that, hey, we can get you to Mars in less than three days, and now it's like we can get you to Mars in thirty minutes. And it was just like you know, Martian Express. So Vir- would that be Virgin Airlines? Or? Probably. You know, no, there's all sorts of stories. Virgin Airlines is probably one of them. But, I mean, you also have to deal with all that space food and whatever. You know, you can't just go down to Pizza Haven, you know, on Route 19 here in Ringe, New Hampshire, and, and, and get a pizza. You know, you're stuck with whatever food they whatever send you. What kind of nasty stuff they have that is freeze-dried or something. Whatever. Yeah, you can have pizza. Yeah, you can have whatever food you want so long as you can suck it out of a tube. Right. You know? It's like, uh, and uh, you get all the tang you want, so. Well, it's practice for when you're 85 and you uh, can only eat stuff that's been put in a blender or something. You know? but I remember it, my grandmother had used to have to do that. She'd, she'd put everything in a blender and drink it because she had some digestive issues or something. Well, it's nasty. Not to change the subject, but if if NASA was going to knock on the door right now and say, Walt Schnabel, we want to bring you, your son, and his wife to Mars, would you go? Granted, if everybody else said yes. Well, I, I would consider it. I think I think it would be cool. But I'm, I, first of all, I know my wife wouldn't go. All right. And my son might. Uh, it's possible, but yeah. I, I think it would be a cool thing to do, but... The reality of it is is much different than the than the uh, fantasy of it, you know. Yeah. See, I mean, I would love to take my family out to space, so long as as long as I I know that we're all going to be safe, you know. No, well, that's was, that's a that's a big if. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff can happen between here and Mars. Exactly. You know. But, you get all sorts of things, whether you know rocket malfunction or mutations, thanks yeah, to cosmic rogue, X-rays. Rogue asteroid hitting your exactly, ship you know? exactly. Kinds so of, kinds of bizarre things can happen on between, but you know, bizarre things can happen from here to the grocery store too. So. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Well, finally, finally, one piece of news item just came across my desk. Right. Came over the wire. Came right over the wire. Do 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 Special news item: Jared Fogle, former subway spokesman, um, has uh, he has gained thirty pounds since on be- prison food. On prison food. Wow, no subway in prison, huh? Uh, I guess not. But he still gets all the footlongs he needs. So I imagine he does. So. So what is what does that say? What does that say about the subway diet? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably uh, not good things. No, it doesn't say anything good about prison food, for one thing. You know, which is probably okay. I'm not sure you should be eating hot cuisine when you're in prison. Well, I think it also says that since he's been in prison, he's no longer chasing underage tail. That's true. I think that That's it was true. just like, well, he's not burning those excess calories, so. Uh, one, one one other thing I want to get to before we go on to um, our main topic is um, we we've got some candidates now that are dropping out of the race. Um, our our friend Jeb dropped out between now and the last time we did our podcast. Oh, the, so hey, I, our, I, was, I was just wondering what what Jeb's doing now. That's our new segment. What is Jeb doing now? Right. So one of the things I think he's probably doing is injecting uh, WD forty into his father's artificial hip joints 
That's, I mean, he's probably got a lot of time on his hands. Hold on a second here. Let me let me just check the news feed. Oh, yeah, here, here, right at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, um, Jeb Bush has now been seen panhandling for the Salvation Army outside of a Walmart in Florida. So And not getting any contributions. Yeah. So, And he's probably reviewing the Bush family archive. Probably. To, I'm trying to, to eradicate the... The Nazi connections and things like that. Yeah. That have reared their ugly head over the years. Yep, absolutely. So here's the question. Do you want to take a, sh- a short break? We'll run a couple of commercials, and then we'll, we, we will talk about the uh, the topic du jour, uh, the uh, Vatican archives. Or do you want to just get into it right now? Yeah, let's take a little break. All right. And I'm going to go um, immerse myself in holy water. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll be back and maybe drink a lot of some of the uh, ceremonial wine. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go and, and some, um, a little bit of host too, maybe. Right. I'm going to uh, go and um, uh, confess all of my sins, so it might actually take longer than a half an hour. So we'll we'll be back in a little bit, folks. I, I should I should be careful when I say that I'm going to eat a little bit of host. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could have negative connotations. <laughs> or hostess cakes or whatever. <laughs> If you really like this podcast and the others that we are bringing to you on the Fedora Chronicles Network, then give us four or five stars on iTunes or iTunes. It's iTunes, right? Yeah, it's right. iTunes. Uh, just go to the app uh, on your phone or browser and tell the world what you think of us and leave a comment. And if we like your comment, well, we'll read it on the air. But wait, some of you are thinking, but but Eric, I, I, I don't have an iPhone and I don't use iTunes. Well, hey, that's okay too. Because right now we're also featured on Player FM. That's player.fm. Just do a search for the Fedora Chronicles radio show and bang, there we are. And if you have a favorite podcast app that we don't know about, let us know and we'll get them to link right to us. Or you can do us a favor and you can suggest our podcast to them, them meaning your favorite app, where you listen to uh, podcasts and put our link in their suggestion mailbox. And uh, that'll save us a lot of time and money and effort and energy. Show your love of this and other podcasts on the Fedora Chronicles network by going to Zazzle, where you can find lots of items with all of our logos on them. Soon we will have a plethora of the Metal Physical Connection logo on everything from coffee mugs, cell phone covers, barbecue aprons, to t-shirts. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Hey, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us on either or both the social media outlets. That is where you will get some idea of um, what we're going to be having on our show notes, and we'll even give you a little advanced warning on what the next topic is going to be. Finally, in an earlier podcast, we had asked um, all of our listeners that if you have ever worked for a government agency, clandestine group, black ops company, or you've been involved with any kind of group that has any kind of conspiracy at all that involves the paranormal phenomenon, let us know and we would love to have you as a special guest on our show. That goes for all of you publicists, authors, artists, and regular Joes who have something to share with us on the Metaphysical Connection or or on the Fedora Chronicles radio show. You can drop us a line at metaphysical at thefedorachronicles.com and that's how you can get in touch with us. Alright, so that's it. We now return to our regular scheduled program already in progress. (laughs) 
Yep. So the thing is, is that Walt, one of my favorite jokes of all time goes a little something like this. Man goes to confession and, um, you know, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been so many days since my last confession. And the, the, the priest says, well, um, so what's, what's, your, uh, what's your sin, my son? And he says, uh, well, Father, you see, I, uh, I stole a little bit of lumber and uh, I built a doghouse. And the, uh, the priest says, well, that's pretty, uh, a pretty serious offense, my son. Uh, you need to do, uh, and, well, well, hold on a second, Father, Father. Uh, that's not all, though. See, the thing is, I, I had a little lumber left over, and I, I built a garage for my house. And the priest is a little taken back, and he says, well, that's a pretty, that's a pretty serious thing right there. Uh, uh, do five, uh, hold on, Father, I, see, I, 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 had, I, had a little, uh, I had a little lumber left over, and uh, uh, I built a house to go on t um, attached to the, to the garage. Because I just couldn't build just a garage. I had to have a house attached to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Makes so, sense. Uh, and the priest says, well, I don't know. This is getting kind of getting kind of serious, serious. Well, do 12. Uh, uh, Father, uh, that's that's not everything. And the priest kind of rolls his eyes, and he says, what is it, my son? And he says, well, you see, the thing is, is that uh, I had a little bit of lumber left over, and I, 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 built, a, I built a hotel, and, uh, and there's, a, there's a brothel in the back, and... Uh, Father, I'm just I'm 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 just making so much money. I don't even know what to do with it all, and I, I I feel horrible about it. And the priest says, "Well, these are really some very very serious sins that you're confessing here. I got to tell you, for your penance, have you ever made a novena?" The guy says, "No, Father, but if you got the plans, I got the lumber." <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, um, in honor of Spotlight winning. The Academy Award for Best Picture, Walt and I thought this would be the perfect time to bring up one of the topics that we have on the wall of shame here, the wall of topics, the Vatican Archive. And my wife and I were actually talking about the Vatican Archive, and we read somewhere that there are like more than five miles of underground or above ground um, Tunnels or catacombs? How about 52 miles of, of books. Are you kidding? No. So obviously you've done your research on this. I have. Well, tell us what... Oh, oh! What exactly... When you when you hear the phrase Vatican Archives, what do you think, Walt? Or what do you know about the Vatican Archives? I I think that it's, it's a, a whole depository of things that they don't want to have come to disclosure that they don't want the world to know about. Um, what specifically do they have? I don't think anybody really knows. There's a lot of conjecture about what they have in there. Right. Um, but there's something in there that they are guarding. Um, they ha Then they have this nice little system. Actually, first of all, nobody's really, the Pope theoretically is in charge of the archive. However, there's some conjecture that even he may, may not be able to get access to it. Or access to everything. Well, or access to it at all. Okay. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. But there's only f apparently four guys that kind of regulate the archive or control it or guard it. Or they, did, they do have, actually have Swiss guards that physically guard it to keep anybody from getting in there. Um, 
and they have this nice little system where you you can you can access uh, materials that are in the archives, but you have to request them specifically. But how can you request something specifically if you don't know what's in there? So it's kind of a catch twenty two. You know, yeah, you can look at something, but you have to know what you, you have to specifically request what you want to look at. So how, how do you do that if you can't get in there and well, that, browse that, the browse the uh, that's a fifty two really... miles of, of of shelving that they have or, or however it's set up? Nobody really knows. I don't. Uh, you know, nobody actually that's going to say anything has been been in there <laughs> how amazing would it be if there was a a janitor for the vatican archive listening to this on his ipod or his <laughs> iphone so yeah i was sweeping up in there i saw some some <laughs> giant bones in there <laughs> supposedly they do i i was listening to a guy an italian guy um who is is in the illuminati um and he was saying that the, they do have giant bones of giants in the in the in the vatican otherwise known as nephilim exactly yeah Yeah. the the leftover bones from beings that were on earth at one time known as the nephilim that were part god and part human oh yeah and they were big 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 people big people big people way bigger than nba players and you know some like eight feet tall And, and and if you go back to the bible maybe that's what goliath was Right, you know, maybe that's not just a total myth that, yeah, you know, that he was. He, maybe he was a nephilim. You know, could be. Yeah, who knows? What else could be in there? Like, okay, well, here's another fine example: the Ark of the Covenant. That's one of the items. Now, here, now, there. as everybody knows, or everybody should know, according to the Bible, is that the Ark of the Covenant is this very special magical box that is made magical by the stone tablets that were carried down from the mountain by Moses himself with with the with the uh, well believe it or not there were 10 commandments in the 10 commandments and uh, you know all of God's rules that he that that he passed down to Moses were brought down and put in this put in this box and and um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg made an incredible but um, lesser-known movie about this topic about and where where did the the lost ark disappear to? And there are so many speculations and there's so many crazy theories out there. Like um, one of the lost tribes of um, the Jewish people of the Hebrews took it to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was that's one of the that's one of them. Uh, it also has some some power attached to it. It, it um, people have been killed by it that have touched it, apparently. So it's you, got some kind of a charge on it or something. If you read either the first or second book of Samuel, it actually de- depicts and chronicles many of the horrible things that happened to people who looked uh, looked at the ark or looked in the ark without the permission or the special anointing. Um, the ark was, had been stolen from the Hebrews, and the people who stole it, like all of them, caught, came down with uh, a horrible affliction. And um, and the and the ark was also accidentally dropped in a nearby lake or river, and it poisoned the the the, the, the drinking water for the for the local village um, from 
where the thieves came from. And of course, the thing is, is that they brought it back because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we're we're returning the ark. <laughs> it didn't didn't work out the way we planned. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. What's uh, sorry? Can, we, can sir. we get our money back? <laughs> well, 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 first of all, um, what we honor your returns, but could you just tell us just for a minute what is it that you did not like about the ark? <laughs> you have to fill out this customer uh, satisfaction survey or something, you know, for the ark. Uh, but you know, hey, you know, if they could access the ark, maybe it could like power the world, the world grid or something. You know? Something it's like got that. Got that much power behind it? I don't know. I I don't think anybody really has a clear idea of what it is. There's a lot of conjecture. There's a lot of conjecture. But that's one of the things that that's supposedly in the in the Vatican archive. I, Nobody really knows for sure. Could it could um, it also have like all, all these other biblical artifacts that are supposed to. Like, you know, well, they're supposed to have the true cross in there for one thing, the actual okay. cross that Jesus hung on. Yeah. Um, another thing which is which is kind of interesting is that they suppose, supposedly have portraits of Jesus um, that were done right after his passing. So are you, are you talking about like something like the Shroud of Turin? That they have in well, the... that's that. Um, well, no, actually, th these are portraits that were done by, I guess, artists at the time. That when by people that actually knew Jesus, right, or actually saw him. Um, and that again, this is all conjecture, but but the image that's on those portraits is very different than the, the image that we come to think the have, blue eyed, blonde hair Jesus. Jesus, yeah, right, with the blue eyes and the long hair and the. Uh, you know that kind of thing. So, so, so Jesus does not look like Fabian. Uh, apparently not. Oh, crud! Yeah. Yeah. Well, he probably sang better than Fabian, <laughs> which wouldn't, wouldn't have been which, much of it. Which Fabian are we talking about? Because when I think of oh Fabio, I'm sorry. Oh, you're talking about Fabio. That's a different. All right. Fabian was a was like a '60s okay singer. No, supposed singer. He wasn't very good, but anyway. So Jesus does, topic. So Jesus doesn't look like Fabio the way apparently he does. Apparently not. Okay. Apparently, not. Mm. He, apparently he looks more like what a person in the Middle East would have looked like. 2,000 years ago, um, which kind of blows out the image that the church has created around him. Another thing that's a possibility is that Jesus really didn't exist, and, and there's proof in there that he's been kind of a created image right. that, the, that the church has used to base their whole deal on. Sure. Um, again, who knows? Or, or, or he was a, actually a composite of different John the Baptist and, and different people at the time that they kind of distilled down into one image that fit their needs. I think that one of the things that has always been interesting to me is that I remember way back in junior high when I heard this for the first time that there are there are many um, uh, books um, or um, um, apostles um many gospels that were cut out of the, the the final edition of the bible and that there was a lot of things that jesus had said um that sort of contradicts what the church says right. and whatever right. Right. and um there's allegedly you know the gospel according to judas and the gospel according to mary magdalene and that there's many documents or whatever that actually says that mary magdalene is not the woman that we thought she was because mm, that's things, another that's another issue there are so many women out there by the name of mary that that the, the that the church has taken all these all these different 
um, women named Mary, with the exception of obviously Jesus' mother, and com- cobbled them together into this one composite character mm-hmm. that's just happened to be called Mary. Like every time you see a, a woman named Mary mentioned in the Bible, it's supposed to be the same Mary, which is not true at all. Mm-hmm. There is this one Mary who was uh, the prostitute that people were going to throw rocks at, and Jesus said, hey, he without sin casts the first stone. Right. And then there's the other Mary who was possessed by well, demons. Plus the fact that she's my wife. <laughs> that's that's another um, whole thing. There's that, another whole thing about how the... Is that Jesus was actually married to Mary Magdalene. Right. She, she was, um, and had children by him. And this is the whole Dan Brown, the whole Da Vinci Code, whatever. Thing, yeah. yeah, and and supposedly in the Vatican archives is this proof of this, and, right? And, which they don't want out for for general consumption because that sort of blows their, again, blows their tenets too. That you know that he was uh, some kind of a supreme being on earth that who was above have, all this, right? That wouldn't have um, the need for any kind of marriage or all the things that go along with it and extending that concept is that he also had children right and and that's what holy blood holy grail talks about you probably read that way back when that came out um that there actually is a bloodline of christ which came down through his children and still may or may not exist yeah um so these are all kind of conspiratorial theories i guess you know that people have come up with and who knows what's true who knows what's not true we don't really really know for sure but it makes for some interesting conversation hey it makes for a great podcast it does we should do a podcast on that that's a good idea i think we should um so who knows what's in there you know they're certainly not giving anybody access to it well here's the question that i had their their line is that it's just all kind of historical like Pope's um, personal diaries, personal documents, and things like that. Which, yeah, you know, maybe there's some of that in there, and that's probably sure. the least of it. You know, sure. But, um, I mean, the Pope, some of the Popes going back a ways were were kind of interesting characters. You know, that did. I mean, the, the Catholic Church has a has a pretty uh, checkered history of 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 how they've dealt with people and things like that. Which was yeah. which was one of the great things about the movie Spotlight, mm, whereas... Which I it, haven't seen, but... Yeah, I and mean, we're going to fix that someday in the near future. But the, yeah. entire, the entire thing is, is that here is a... And I bristle at the fact that there's any organization out there, any organization at all, whether it's the, um, the secret chambers of the Library of Congress... Or the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian, because uh, you and you, Jim and I, and you and you, yourself, you Jim and I, were talking about what I call the real Smithsonian, meaning that there are just like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but not quite so dramatic. I don't think that there's John Williams music playing like you know constantly nonstop. But they have. Well, you don't know. They well, you don't have know. it piped in. Hey, who knows? But the thing is, is that every state has their own secret chambers or secret rooms where they have their own stuff their own stuff no i didn't know that and and the interesting and the federal i mean texas texas has their own because hey texas was its own independent country for a short while um so new jersey probably has um the location of jimmy hoffa's body probably could could have a little map where it's buried or probably something. but i mean Maybe but, they have a mafia archive within the new jersey yeah archive. it's possible i don't know but it was like then the federal government has all of these 
secret locations. And we talked about this on the last podcast about these blacked out or blurred out areas on, you know, on Google Maps. And you wonder, well, what, what, what's what's there? You know, how, how come um, these universities have buildings that have been blurred out on Google Maps? And the thing is, is that, well, that's that's where they have the secret archives or something to that. Mm-hmm. Something going on there. But the thing is, is that you take something like the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church has these secret archives. And the thing is, is that there's so much speculation about what might be in there. And what I think is that it could be, it could be the in, the entire history of human civilization for the past, I'm just going to be generous and say 1,500 years, because the Catholic Church is not always, it wasn't until Constantine had said, hey, let's let's build this empire around the Christian faith. Right, right. Christianity started out as a, as a really kind of a fledgling movement. Right. Um, and then it grew and grew and grew. And then, like you said, when Constantine decided to adopt that as the as the religion of the of the Roman Empire. Right. Um, that's when it really that's and that's when off. it really and it really that's how it really took off. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that the the Catholic, the the Catholic Church might have in all these Vatican archives, a history of the world. So far, and it may have a lot of documents that that depict the way the Catholic Church at the time saw these specific events happening from from the, the formation of the church, from the formation of, of, of the Vatican, all the way up until now. Right. And I can't help but wonder whether whether it's the the other the secret Smithsonian archives or the secret archives that are hiding in, in, in your home state. I'm talking to you, our listeners. And it was just like um it's is like is that like the real history, and why would they not want us to know what the real history is? And you're well, going to that's say that's the bigger question. You're going to say, what is the bigger question? The bigger question is why why are we not given the privilege of seeing this stuff? What what, what are they hiding? Why, why do they think that we're not capable of um, handling this? You know, this secret history or whatever they have. In you know in in their moldy old archives, uh, but the big the big thing really is why do people accept that? Why, why do they just say? I, I guess in, in in the case of the Vatican, there's no real way to access it. You know, people can't just demand to see it. Uh, but that's not the only place where secrets are kept. Like you said, the Smithsonian is I'm assuming is owned by the people of the of the United States, isn't it? It's supposed it's, to be. It's public property, right? Yeah. So why can't we get in there and see what's in there? That's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Well, the thing is is that all the Smithsonian museums that are open to the public, I mean, what? That's not good enough for you, Walt? Well, that's only the stuff they want you to see. That's all the stuff you know, that they want, you know. you know. And it was like the thing is is that And they uh, supposedly have giant bones in there too that um that have been dug up like in the southwest that you know, these Archaeologists came across these very large human bones, yeah. and as soon as the, you know they brought it to the you know to the forefront, the Smithsonian team came along and whisked them away, and boom, they were no longer seen. And, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and there's a lot of that. Whereas a lot of things that have been dug up, that oh, geez, you know what? That cell phone is not supposed to be, you know. You know, amongst the dirt that's like over a hundred thousand years old. Right. Oh, geez, we you know, better a lot find of stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Oh, geez. You know, we got. Why is it hidden from us? That's that's the that's the real big issue, I think. 
Well, the thing is, is that um, Phil Copens had sort of, um, he wrapped up his book, you know, The Ancient Civilization Enigma. And it was like, how would you feel if you found out that 200,000 years ago, before known civilization, there was another global civilization that was just as big, just as powerful, and just as screwed up as the one we're in now. Like there was a there. Well, even maybe even more sophisticated. Even than, more sophisticated than what we have now. And the thing is, is that you know um, this this global civilization fell apart, started fuming, feuding with each other, and eventually blew blew themselves up in an atomic holocaust. And and there are um, Hindu religious documents that depict you know you know a war that started in you know started in heaven and ended in the, in the skies above Asia. And, you know, maybe maybe something like that explains something like that in the Vatican archives. And what if it turns out that it was just like, you know, this is not the pinnacle of, of human achievement. Life on Earth in the beginning of March 2016 is not the best it ever was. It is just the latest rendition of... The, you know, the consistent rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall again. You know, maybe that, you know, if there are speculations that there have been many other advanced human civilizations that have arisen on Earth and some of them may have left and left artifacts on, on the moon or Mars or whatever. And I know that I'm going, I know I'm going off on a wild tangent, but come if there back, was... Come back, Eric. Come back. Come back, Eric. We love you, come Eric. Back. <laughs> come back to reality, Eric. Yeah, but but the thing is, what if there there is uh, you know I I don't think I don't think it's even in my mind anyway. It's not even in question that there were very advanced civilizations that we have no knowledge about. For, yeah. For various reasons, um, and and if you think in turn going back to the Catholic Church, what what if the whole premise that the religion is based on is is skewed not just is, the, is, yeah. is, is it trumped up again no no reference to our friend donald or maybe it is well, or maybe it is you never know um so what does that do to their paradigm well, you know their their whole thing is based on this concept and if that concept can be proven to be false what does that do to their their power and what? it really is about power it's not really you know essentially religion should be um, a way for people to find spiritual solace. That's yeah. really what religion should be. Is it that? Well, maybe it is for some people. Um, but for other people, it's it's just kind of a, like a bunch of thing tenets that they have to follow that really just creates fear in them. And 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 that's really a lot of what not just Catholicism, but but a lot of religions are. It, what it really comes down to is that if you don't follow our tenets or do what we say or or, or whatever or, or, or whatever whatever it is that we're bringing forward, um, then you're not going to get you're not going to go to heaven or or whatever it is that lies beyond our our, our life, you know, our physical life. Because if you think <clears> about <throat> it, death death is a really sort of scary thing. Because one minute you're here, and then the next minute. But, but you, should it be? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Do, do nobody really knows what lies beyond? But, I can't. But these yeah. people are saying, "Well, we know, we know that there's heaven, and that if you don't follow what we tell you, then you're not going to get into heaven. And where do you go from there? You know, it ain't going to be good." Yeah. I, I remember one time, and this really struck me. 
um, it was quite a number of years ago now. I had a friend when I lived in New Jersey who was a caretaker of a of a colonial church in, in yeah. Bridgeton, New Jersey. I uh, went back to the I'm 17th. sorry, what's the, what's the name of the? Of the church? Yeah. What's the name of the town? Bridgeton. Oh, Bridgeton. Bridgeton. I thought you said something else. Okay. No, Bridgeton, New Jersey. So I, he was doing some work there. He was a, he was a, you know, part-time carpenter and stuff like that. And he was, he was doing some stuff. He was a member of the church. They had, they had like a newer church and then they had this old colonial church that only got used sort of like on special occasions or something. Yeah. They didn't get used all the time. Um, so I was looking through the pews, you know, I just, I was just kind of hanging around helping them a little bit and, and there were names on the pews. Oh yeah. You know? And I said to him, well, what's with that? You know, because I'm, I'm not a, um, a real, um, I, I've never been real, a real follower of organized religion. I'm, I'm a spiritual person, exactly. not necessarily a religious person. However, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But so I'm looking at these names on the pews, and I said, what's, what's with this? You know, why, how do these people get their names on the pews? So he said, oh, well, you know, that, they were the really wealthy people. And, and, you know, the more money they gave to the church, the more closer to the you know, to the, to the minister they got. So in essence, the, the real message is that the more money you give to the church, the closer you get to heaven, you know, which I don't it's know. It's kind of skewed. I don't thinking, know. I, and, you know? And, and here's the thing. And I, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I should tell the story or not. I don't know if it's oh, in confidence ahead. or whatever. Go ahead and tell us. Um, but the thing is, is that um, I'm not even going to mention the family, but the thing is, is that the, 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 fa- the, uh, the, the, the head of the household, this father, was uh, in this church, and and they uh, they were they were going to build a, a new church. They were going to build a new a new franchise, as it were. And um, eh, yeah, buddy, you're you're not you're not paying enough in tithes, and we're not we haven't gotten your your donation for for the church. And he says, well, you know what, I really can't. You know, look, I give you enough as it is. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, what we're going to do is we're going to send you. Uh, our accountants over to your house and we're going to go through your um, your finances to see how much more you can give to the church. And that was it. I mean, like that. He was done. He, he yeah, was I mean, done. I had, I had an uncle, an Irish uncle, who was a devout Catholic. I mean, he went to, he went to, he, yeah. I mean, he would drink, drink himself silly every Saturday night. But damn, he'd get up on Sunday morning and go to church. Yeah. You know, um, no matter how big of a hangover he had. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was just his lifestyle, you know. Yeah. So uh, the the priest came to the house one day to his house and said, you know, we've been reviewing the records and, and you're not you're not giving enough money to the church. You need to give more. Right. And he and he threw the priest out of the house and, and he never went back to church again. So, you know, really, is that. But is, it's is, not it, just the Catholic Church, though. It's just it's not just. No, no, I'm not singling them out. I'm just saying this is an instance that I know of. Right. You know, and I know it's not just the Catholic Church, but they're you know, that's the thing is, it's. It's based in greed, you know. How many like properties do you need to own? How many, um, you know? And and churches don't pay any taxes. You know, they're exempt from taxes. So so they own a lot of properties that don't get taxed. Um, they don't. I don't think get taxed on their income that they get from. So well, so they got a pretty good game going there. Well, he, and and here's something else that I wanted to bring up and. Um, uh, we were going to talk about this um, after after watching Spotlight, um, but I, I think it's very indicative. Keep of, hitting me with that. I'm going to keep hitting you with that. Um, so the thing is, is that you have th- these priests who were caught and charged with molesting children, according to some figure as high as nine percent of of all 
Catholic priests in the in the area in the region around Boston, um, if not throughout all of Catholicism, have committed some some act of pedophilia in one one way, shape, or form. Nine percent, and it turns out that Cardinal Law knew all about this the entire time, and he took great pains to to hide these priests from prosecution. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of of you know um, you know hands on the shoulder and like a wink and a nod and saying hey we'll talk about this later we'll mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's, just, it under the it, it's hey it's yeah. just this one bad apple and it turned out that no well first of all they knew all about it and they juggled these priests around and you look at somebody like Cardinal Law and uh, he did not stick around he um, in 2002 shortly after or less than a year after the spotlight uh, expose came out, he resigned, and now he is living in, of all places, the Vatican City. City. He's, maybe he's living in the archive. Hey, maybe he's, maybe Cardinal Law is like, oh, that bastard Eric Fisk, I'm going to get him. Maybe, maybe he's an exhibit or something. You know? <clears throat> but the thing is, is that it was just like, how many other stories do they have of that we don't even bishops, and, we don't even bishops and cardinals with all of their... You know, I mean, the thing, what Cardinal Law did was essentially against the law. He broke the law by covering. Absolutely. Covering Absolutely. capital crimes. And, and, and allowed that to go on by doing that, you know. So by, by not bringing it forward, it perpetuated it, which is an even bigger sin, you know, in, quote, in, in my estimation. You know, it, first of all, you have, you have these people, these guys, men that have the power supposedly have the power of god behind them yeah you know when you look at their the way their organization is set up they're supposed to have access to god so you know you you have somebody that's bringing forward a sexual act on an innocent person using that power yeah which is which is an even bigger sin in quotes again you know than just a regular person who does that you know not that that's not bad enough it is but they're using that power that they that's been invested in them and the trust that's been invested in them to to their parishioners for their own nefarious ends so what what's with that what kind of thing does that say if that if that happened at a local school if a teacher did that if a teacher did that crucified and and the principal or the superintendent who is the bishop or the cardinal had taking great pains to juggle these teachers around and move them from classroom to classroom or town to town. And it turned out that it was just like, not only did they know about this one particular teacher who was molesting kids, but 9% of all the teachers were molesting kids and they knew about it and they hit it and they bought parents and they bought parents off and, and they gave a wink and a nod to the local law enforcement feathered. That's like that school official would be in, would, would have his day in court. Cardinal law has never had his day in court. Well, what? Why do they have immunity? Well, you know, why do they have immunity from from that? Why does the church? Why you know? How come the Vatican gave shelter essentially to a criminal? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna come right out and say it. I know he's not a convict. He's not a convicted criminal. But but Cardinal law should be facing some kind of criminal charges, and it's been. It's been what? It's almost coming up on 15 years. And Cardinal Law 
has never had his day in court? And how many other cases are there out there like this that are hidden in in the Vatican archives? I fought the law and the law won. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and, and getting back to the Vatican, the Vatican's got a rich history of, of um, nefarious dealings, I think. They, they supposedly um, financed the Nazi party along with the Bush family. Um, they, they also um, gave refuge or, or facilitated the refuge of Nazi criminals after the war. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, that's gone on in the yeah. past. Um, so going, get, getting back to the, to the archives, um, bringing it to another whole level, is they supposedly have a lot of knowledge about UFOs. A lot, yeah. And, and UFO history. Um, that's submerged in there as well, which all kind of rolls up into one big ball of things that people should know about but don't. I think that the reoccurring theme that we have in this podcast, the metaphysical connection, is disclosure. We want disclosure. We want to know what the government knows about um, unexplained phenomenon and connecting and, the dots and connecting the dots. Where, where does the it. Vatican fit into the big picture of of the whole global? Say, I, I hate to use the word conspiracy, but you know, I don't know what else to use. Of of keeping the human race um, subverted. Sub yeah. In, in its in a sort of a slave state. subservient. Yeah. Um, and using the power of religion, the power of politics, the power of of, of whatever it is that is used to keep people at a certain level of um, sub subservience. Yeah, that's the only other only word I can think of, really. You also look at like history of science. You look at um, the great astronomer Bruno, who came up with this idea. I cannot even pronounce his first name. I'm not even going to try. He postulated that all the stars in the sky are somebody else's suns. And, and orbiting those stars are planets very similar and different mm -hmm. like our own. And there could be life there. And they burned him at the stake for what he was saying. Of course they did. Look what they did to Galileo. And Galileo, they, he had a choice. You could either be boiled in oil or you can live out the rest of your life with your little telescope under house arrest. What's or, it going to be? Or you can admit that you're full of shit. Exactly. Exactly. Which he wasn't, obviously. Obviously not. But what, why was that? Why did they do that? They did that because it threatened their paradigm. Uh-huh. So to me, that's the bottom line with the, with the Vatican archives, is there's stuff in there that threatens their paradigm, w whatever it is. Well, here's I mean, the thing. If you're going to... We're really earning our explicit tag this time. And, and, it, and it's, any, it's any higher authority, any, anybody who claims to have authority over others... Anybody who says, hey, reading, reading that astronomy stuff is bullshit. Anybody who says, uh, duh, don't, don't, don't question authority. Uh, 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 be careful, Eric. You're going to get into trouble. All of those people I really bristle at, and I always seem to tend to rebel against those people. And anybody who says, we're smarter than you, and we are protecting you from the truth for your own good, Right. Those are the people who I want to go up to and say, how fucking dare you? How dare you tell me that not knowing 
about this, that, and the other thing is for my own good. I don't, and here's the thing, I don't care who it is, whether it's a teacher, a principal, the, the, the in-laws, the, the, the president, the, the mayor, the power, whoever, whoever the power, it is. Whoever the authority figures. The, the minute you figure. tell me you're holding truth from me, and I'm using air quotes, say, for my own good, I know you're up to no good. Right. And, I, and, and if you're lucky, I might share a little of it with you. Yeah. If, if you're a good boy or a good girl or I'm whatever having... it is. But, you know, it, it really goes back to going back to several podcasts back, I guess, now, when we talked about the Anunnaki and, and how, yeah. they, how they, again, you know, this is a theory, how they um, created the human race um, as, as a slave race. Exactly. To, to do their bidding. And, and who knows that that isn't still going on now. Supposedly, this guy Robert M. Stanley that I was referencing earlier, um, he, he believes that um, there's a genetic component, a DNA component that was, that was put into the human race to keep us at a certain level of subservience. And, and that our DNA is, is now beginning to wake up. And, and uh, he, he actually went as far as to say that the DNA has a fractal antenna. <laughs> yeah. And it picks up vibrations so that when the vibration of the, of, the, of the human population starts to raise, it, it has a symbiotic effect yeah. on everybody. So, you know, again, this, this goes back to my, my thinking that we're, the paradigm is changing. Right, and that people are starting to wake up, and and well, here's a question for you. That, that's that's my my hope is that you know maybe this show contributes to that just a, just a just a fraction. Well, here, here's the thing: you talk about awakening consciousness and awakening DNA, which makes me wonder if if I was if I was around in the 1600s or the 1500s, and I said, "Hey, fuck you, authority! I want to know the truth." I want to know. I want to know the truth. I'm not going to put up with You'd this. You'd be on the rack. I, would I? Yeah. You'd or, be on the or, rack. or would I? Or would I even have the balls to come out and say I want to know the truth? Did well, that's t- where most people are. I think most most people. I mean, I, I think we're programmed to live in fear. fear. Fear is what. Again, going back to the archons, that's that. That's what the people. That's what they feed on. They yeah. feed on our fear. They feed on our negative emotion. So that when we fight with each other. And, and, you know, have wars and blah, 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 mass shootings, all that stuff. That's all fear. Yeah. It's all created fear. I also, I also you know, we think... We had the fear of the Nazis. We had the fear of the... Now it's the fear of the um, jihadists. You know, yeah. it's all the same thing, really. It is. But um, just, 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 the, just the whole thing, thinking about the, the whole notion of, of um, a lot of people who are... We are so distracted. There are so many things to distract us. I think the thing is, is that um, we don't want to look at what's really going on. We really don't. And if we knew what was going on, there would be some kind of a revolution. That's why we have the Kardashians. And we, the, have, uh, we have reality TV. We have, a, we have reality TV. Mind garbage is what it is. The Kardashians. We have endless free porn. And who's paying for that? Seriously, who's paying for that? Who knows? We have all these distractions. We have sports. We have fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey. Do we have fantasy golf? I don't know. We somewhere there probably is. But, it, but it's all 
geared toward getting us away from from reality, from, yeah. from um, what the reality of things are. I mean, hey, look at look at us. We were all wrapped up with you know the Force Awakens and and talking about that for 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 a, a show or two. Yeah, but at least that has some intellectual content to it. You know, I mean, yeah. what's intellectual about the what dress the Kardashians are wearing? I mean, who cares? I mean, really? Yeah. Really, who cares about that? But we are being we are being distracted, and the majority of us. By the way, did you know that the the card the the woman that's married to or was married to Bruce Jenner now, um, whatever that situation is, I don't know, but um, her husband who died was one of OJ's defense attorneys. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I didn't know that. I just learned that recently. Just yeah. a weird connection, I thought. But anyway, that's not really a metaphysical connection. Yeah. Um, so where were we? We were talking about um, fear and, and we're, um, we're talking we're talking about large organizations use information and fear to keep us all lined up. We're all well, keep we're, us distracted. We're all from, we're all from obedient. Keep our eye off the ball. Yeah, you know it's like the old shell game, right? You know where you have a pea under one of the shells and they keep switching the shells yeah. so you don't really know where the pea is because you're, you're focusing on the wrong shell. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's really what it. You know, it's a pretty simple metaphor, but I think that's really what it comes down to. Whenever I bring up a problem, I like to bring up a solution. Okay. Do you think that there is any way that us non-Catholics or Catholics alike can stand up and say, well, we want to know what's in the Vatican archives. Do you think that we would ever... Well, we can say that, but who, who, what's to say they're going to listen? You know, I mean, it's their archive. Do you think that there's any chance in our lifetime that we would actually get to see what is in the Vatican archives? Who who would who would command that? I mean, <laughs> the Pope. I mean, I don't think the Pope. I'm not even sure the Pope can get in there. You know? All right. Yeah. That's it's up for grabs whether he can or not. It's it's supposedly under his jurisdiction, but you know, can can the president get in the Smithsonian archives? I don't know. Do you? I don't know if the president has that power. Like, can Obama go out to Nevada and, and say and, and knock on the on the gates of Area Fifty One and say, "Hey, hey, I'm coming in. Hey, I'm coming I, in. Hide those alien bodies you have. Yeah, I want to see what you guys are working on here. No, I, I don't know. You know, how much lim what limit is there to that to that power? Maybe the Pope's not even the most powerful person. Maybe there's maybe he's just like the kind of the figurehead. He's a know? figurehead, um, which is what really what the president is too. I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but going back to the fear thing, um, look at what Trump's doing now. He, what, he he's 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 setting up. A, it's well, all about the fear. Well, and he's and he's setting up an us against them scenario, which is which has been used, you know, throughout history. That's what Hitler did. Oh well, no, Hitler it's not, was yeah. You know, the German people are being undermined by by the Jews. And by the, he he singled out some other groups too, not right. just the Jews, but the right. uh, Eastern European countries, Czechoslovakia, yep. which is his justification for going in there and yeah. taking it over. That's our land, um, so we're going to go and take it. Yeah, it was ours. You know, we we have the right to do it. We're gonna, yep. we're going to raise them up to you know to an Aryan level of <laughs> of whatever you know. But but that's really what Trump's doing too. Now he's 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 um, setting up an us against them. Us against the Mexicans, us against the the Muslims, you know whoever we are, you know. We're the, uh, and if do you remember the gangs in New York, of course, the movie, great movie, and and what that really was was a very similar situation where you had the natives who yep. who, who 
they thought were natives. They they were people that had been here for a couple generations, maybe. Yeah. The true natives were, you know, yeah. on reservations. Um, but if you remember the scene where the, where the you know where the Irish were coming over and they were and they were the you know they were the whipping boys at that point. Exactly. You know? And 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 they would come right off the boat from Ireland. <laughs> yeah. And they conscript them into the Union Army, give them a uniform and a gun and a, and a musket, and and they barely their feet barely even touch the ground. Yeah, you know. So welcome to America. It's, it's not a new scenario. It's just a different, you know. It's 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 the same game with just different players. Well, well I mean, here, but the thing is, is that okay? We're going to call out the Nazis for their fear mongering. Let's also look at you. You look at um, Harry Truman, Dwight Eisenhower. Kennedy to a small extent, but he tried to like turn things around. Johnson, the whole what thing about to him? Uh, yeah, what happened to him? It, it's yeah. all about we have to fear the communist. It's all about the communist, and what were the communist doings? We got we got to be afraid of the capitalists. Well, that was the whole uh, justification for the Vietnam War. Yeah, you know that it was a, that stupid domino theory that we had to stop Vietnam from going communist. Now we're using domino. But here's so, the thing: we're we're talking really, about the, what they were really doing was bringing drugs in from Vietnam. <laughs> is what they were doing. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that now we're talking about the domino theory as far as ISIS is concerned. And the thing is, is that it was just like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I know this dance, but the music is different, you mm -hmm. know? And it was just like how, I mean, and I think that it was like if, if, if you live long enough, you will start to notice patterns. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you study and, history, you see patterns. And here, any, any historian But But speaking that. of that, and here's, here's the <clears> thing, because between the last show we recorded and this week, I was looking at what what other big huge things happened in the world last century that we have totally forgotten. We've forgotten about the Russian Revolution. We're talking about the 20th century. Now. We're talking about the 20th century. Yeah, yeah what's, what's wrong with me? Well, no, I mean... It's, it's, well, the thing is, is that we've totally forgotten about the Russian Revolution and what led to the Russian Revolution. And we also will, we will not, we will... We will talk about the Nazis and we will, and, and the Nazis were the ultimate bad guys. And we'll talk about World War II. We will make so many movies about World War II, it's not even funny. Between 2015 and 2016, I counted, there are six zombie Nazi movies. Whereas you have a only scientist. Six? Huh? Only six. Only six. Only six movies about Nazi zombies. Not zombies. Not Nazis. But Nazi zombies. About how like you Nazi have. Nazi zombies. And you have well, they're they're they they're fun to kill. They're entertaining. They're entertaining, and the thing is, is that but we will not talk about what happened and what led to the Spanish Civil War that occurred in during the 1930s. We will not talk about that. Why? It's not entertaining. It's not entertaining because there were, and it was just like we won't look at that because that is a perfect example of how. A global empire can rot, decay, and fall apart and slip into a revolution because they had endless wars and they had, they had, uh, they had unsurmountable, unpayable debt and they were consumed with, you know, fashions and salons and, 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 and mindless entertainment until this one guy rose up and said, hey, I'm going to straighten shit out. And he... And that caused a civil war, and it was just like, hmm, what does that sound like to you? Well, look at the American Revolution. Yeah. I mean, that was fought ostensibly for freedom from England, right? Sure. From the oppression of England. Well, did we really get that far? 
you look at where we are now. What we look at now, we, we are paying anywhere between. We're being oppressed by the corporations now. Most which, of us, which yeah. I'm not sure didn't finance the American Revolution to just create a whole new, whole new playing field. Like we allegedly we went to war on a, like a two percent tax on tea, and I'm I'm being obnoxious to prove a point. But now we're being taxed somewhere between. Well, that was the that was the that was the tagline anyway. Right. But well, now now we're paying anywhere between, depending on on your income or or, or whatever, we're paying somewhere between forty five to sixty five percent of our income towards taxes. And the thing is, is that well, where's the revolution? It gets back to what we were talking about earlier. Whereas it's like the taxes are going up, infrastructure is falling apart, services are being cut. What is going on here? Did you, did you ever wonder? I, I know I did. How did a bunch of ragtag, poorly organized and financed rebels beat the the most powerful military on the face of the earth? Are you talking how, about the American? Now, hold on a second. Are you talking about the American Revolution, or are, you, or are you talking about Vietnam? Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's not any different, really. How how did that happen? If it wasn't sort of a foregone conclusion. I think that you, you and I will probably have totally different answers because I'm going to call it the home team advantage. Well, yeah, I, 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 I know. I've heard that theory espoused. And, and, and there's probably some credibility. And, and you cannot know. fight some forms of guerrilla warfare. You simply can't. I mean, people who have lived in the region all of their lives and they know where all the little nooks and crannies and hiding spots. And and the thing is, is that it's like if wherever you have invaders, you, you know. So, so then how did the Native Americans get defeated? That, see, that's a, you know. It's a good counterpoint, right? Are you, are, are you are you saying that the American Revolution was what faked? No, not faked. I think it was just another extension of the power structure that really controls everything, yeah. extending itself to another to another playing field. Yeah, and with the illusion that there was this glorious revolution, which is really the same thing that happened in Russia. Right. What happened in Russia? Well, you, you ended up having a communist regime, regime that was just as oppressive as the, or more so or than, the Czars, worse. than the Tsars. So what did the people gain from that? And what you're just talking about, the American situation right now, what did we really gain? What, what are we really gaining now? Right. We our, have Even our voting system, we, we have limited choices. We've talked about this in a previous show. How, how many... Choices do we really have for our for our candidates for our leaders? We, we have choices yeah. of people basically who are are wealthy and have access to wealth in one way or another. Yeah, and also there's, the game. By the way, right. there's a great article that I just read. This is getting a little off topic, but um, it was done by a Prince, Princeton and Northeast University, which are two pretty big bastions of intellectual thought. Sure, saying that we we really have. We don't really have a democracy. We have an oligarchy. Yeah, yes, we do. Uh, that's controlled by the um, by the corporations and by the, you know, which is what Bernie's saying. You know, the problem with Bernie's message is that people hear socialism, and they hear you know, which is only in some people's mind one step away from communism. Sure. Which you know is, you know, you, you can interpret that however you want to, but sure. Um, I think that's where he he falls short with some of what he's saying is that what he's what he's saying about the corporations controlling the country and the world is, is absolutely true. Exactly. No, no question about it. That's what all, oligarchy is. And, and, and this article went on further to say is that the political system does not serve the needs of the people. Oh, hell no. It's, it's totally disconnected. Hell no. 
And this is a, this is a Princeton study, you know. So this is not Joe Schmo from Kokomo saying this. It's know? not it's not Eric Fisk hiding up in his, hiding out in his house in Rich, New Hampshire, and uttering those 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 words. Yeah, I yeah those revolutionary words. And it's like you look at somebody like Bernie Sanders, who Bernie Sanders is a whether you like it or not. I mean, there is a groundswell for somebody like Bernie Sanders. And well, the he's resonating is, with. And he, he's resonating. And the thing is, but the way that the Democratic Party is set up with the superdelegates. It's got failure built in. For he's him. not going right. to win because he's not a lifelong Democrat. Right. He's not a, a game player. He's not a team player, so to speak. Right. Whatever the team is, I don't know. And, but, uh, and the re- but the thing is, is that the reason why Donald Trump is winning and resonating is because of he is exactly... He's the ideal Republican candidate, but who has not been a, a good old boy. He's a businessman, and he's everything. No, that... he's, he's a rogue. You know, the Republican Party really can't control him. They can tr- control these other guys because they're they're cut out of the Republican cloth. And if the and, yeah. and if the Republicans had the super delegates, the super delegate system, I don't think that I don't think that Donald Trump would be quite winning the way the the way that he would and. Or maybe, oh, who knows? I mean, it gets back to the entire thing where it's like, look, I think it's rigged. Well, it should be a populist vote. You know, if you get, you know, a million votes and the other guy gets 500,000 votes, the million votes wins. It's a majority, you know, but it's it's got all these other little things set up, the, you know, right. the uh, electoral college. Right. The, which you know, I get that creates balance to a degree for states that are less populated and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if you count the votes that were cast for one candidate or another, that should tell the tale, no? Or is that too simple? No, that's that's too simple. And you can't you can't you can't hijack the system with something. Well that's why like the that. system's rigged. It, it is. You know, it's rigged to 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 keep the possibilities down to a minimum to keep the control in. And here's the thing there there is more than two parties running candidates for the general election who have no hope of of even being recognized they can't they and and the one thing that the democrats and the republicans agree upon this is so far away from the the the, the vatican archives <laughs> we've but gotten it's, far afield but the thing is is that it's, it all it's, comes it's back all about to control power. it all the, comes back to the power. one thing that the republicans and the democrat parties agree upon is excluding other parties candidates from being in the debate you will see these names that you've never heard of. You will, like, come election day, you will count maybe six or seven candidates, and only two of you've heard of, the Republican and the Democrat. And so many people say, oh, well, we need to stick to two two-party system because a third party, it's like if you vote for Ross Perot, you're guaranteeing Bill Clinton will get into office like or something like that. It's like when Nader ran. When Nader ran. Supposedly he gave Bush the election by running, but... Oh, well, you know, you know, and, and, and it is. But the thing is, is that there's going to come a time when a third if if it was fair and if it was just eventually a third party candidate would break through that BS. But it's not a level playing field it, because well, it's of not, money, no. because of money. That's that's the difference. If you don't have the money to run, you know, commercial after commercial after commercial, which is a brainwashing Technique, right, really. That's and that's another show. Right, the Tavistock Institute. We'll talk about that sometime. Right, um, but brainwashing is really what it's about. It's 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 how people get 
oriented to things. So if you if Eric Fisk wants to run for president, how many commercials are you going to run? I can't even run one right. on this So budget. what are your chances of, of getting any kind of traction <laughs> as a presidential candidate? You know, I, I guess you could probably go out and raise some funds. You know, I might as well put a could, boot on my head. You could stand at the Hannaford's with a, with a cup in your hand and say, hey, I'm running for president. Can you help? Can you help out? You know? Yeah. So you might raise, uh, you know, 100 bucks or something. That's not even probably going to get you one commercial on, on Channel 9, WMUR, you know. So, so where's the where's the equity? As long as you have money in the system, it's not fair. It's it's not a level playing field. Think and of the, it's not a democracy. It's an oligarchy. Think of the smartest man you can think of right now. The smartest man you can think of right now. I'm just going to say Neil deGrasse Tyson. And the thing is, is that I'm just using him as an example. Smartest guy you can possibly think of. The astronomer. The astronomer. Yeah. And he ha- he wants to run for president because he wants to go. With, with Buzz Aldrin as his vice president, wants to run on a space exploration campaign. And the, the campaign slogan is, get our asses to Mars. And the thing is, is that, and Neil deGrasse Tyson says, we can solve all of these problems through science. We can solve global warming through science. We can solve the economy through science. We can, the energy crisis through science. Um, homelessness, science. Um, hunger, science. Mm-hmm. Income inequality, science. We can solve all of these problems here. And everybody, Republicans and Democrats alike, agree with this guy. But he doesn't belong to either party. He is never going to get elected because of this. And the thing is, is that just down the road here, um, you, go up, you go up the road, you take a right, take another right, take a left, then another right, there's the school. And they indoctrinate the kids, my kids, into the bullshit philosophy that anybody can become president. And then when you get to a certain point, whereas... Anybody that's rich. I mean, anybody, they forget yeah. to put that word in there. Anybody... Or, or has access to, to, to money. Or it's, any... It's money. money. Money is what drives everything. It's, but the thing is, is that it's not even... Even just, the church. It, money drives the church. You, you look at... But you look at somebody like George... Uh, yeah, Jeb Bush. You look at Jeb Bush. He had more money, but whoever is whoever they are, they did everything in their power to manipulate the mainstream media and make sure that everybody he didn't knows resonate with he's people. a joke. He didn't resonate with people for some He didn't reason, resonate which is with why people. He's now injecting WD forty into his, <laughs> into his father's his... artificial hip joints. But um, <laughs> that's another story. You didn't. You didn't really weigh in on that eric what jeb's doing now did you i did i said that he's he's collecting for the salvation army oh, outside of the walmart I, I forgotten that. yeah, yeah. it's all it's but it's all in it's and and here's the thing if you can control the information and the flow of the information and you can control the, the finances hey you got it licked you 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 have the situation licked you can you will control the world if you just control the flow of information. Well, I, I I can't go one podcast without mentioning Jim Morrison. I'm sorry. There it's you my, go. My personal um, affliction, I guess. But um, he he said that whoever controls the media controls the world. Yeah. And he said that in 1969. So he saw that. He he was a visionary, clearly. Yeah. Um, but people didn't really get his message for and 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 how this taps in is that there is also a book i think we need to talk about um if i can get it the medium is the message 
and it was written back in the 1960s. And when I read it, I got a copy of it. Um, yeah, that's um, who's the guy's name that wrote that? We'll have it linked on our on our on our on our website page. But the thing is, is that the media. There's a funny scene in Annie Hall. Do you remember that? Scene? I never I never watched Annie Hall because it won the Oscar, stole the Oscar from Star Wars. But oh, ahead. okay. So you had a you had a, yeah. a negative thing going. I got a bit. Um, I'm trying to think of who that guy's name was that wrote that book. It was a huge. It was a huge book. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, they're waiting in line in Annie Hall to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Woody Allen and. Um, Diane Keaton, Keaton are standing yep. there waiting, and the guy in front of them is pontificating about this guy's theory about communications and and how that you know, yeah. and and uh, Woody Allen does an aside, and he says clearly this this man knows nothing of this guy's theory, and he brings him out from behind a <laughs> thing and then like weighs in on it. You know, it was a great scene. I loved it. But anyway, that's another another little aside, but I enjoyed it. So I think that that's the whole thing. I think the thing is, is that they have the Vatican archives because they are able to control the the flow of information. And until that we're able to get and find out what the forefathers of the church were really trying to say, we're really never, we're really never going to know. And there's so much history that's been subverted, yeah. you know, and not good things. I mean, they, they the Catholic Church wiped out uh, a number of groups yeah. that, that were uh, had oppositional. Oh. thinking to them like the Gnostics the mm-hmm. Gnostics got wiped out the Cathars mm-hmm. got wiped out because they had an alternative view of, of Jesus and yep. what Jesus represented and who he was and whoo not good stuff it would be it, know, would, it that would that wouldn't look good you know if people yeah that, and that's that's relatively common knowledge yeah. if you do any reading about those kinds of things so yep. you know a lot of people I don't I, I, I'd wager to say a lot of people listening to this podcast never heard of that I mean, there was this group of peaceful Cathars who, who had their own version of Christianity, I guess. Yeah. And because they they represented a, a point of view that was heretical to the Catholic Church, they got slaughtered. They, <laughs> they, 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 they had their own army that, you know, they sent in there and just took them out, like slaughtered them. Well, that's, that's going to so be... they didn't exist anymore. Providing, of course, we are still here after this podcast airs <laughs> what do you, mean? <laughs> you think we're going to get taken out you, hey, you're talking about the catholic archives and the catholic has their but own I'm not secret talking army about catholics in general no the i'm talking the, about the, the hierarchy yeah of the catholic church that's the, that's the problem that i have i don't have problem i i don't have problems with any religion no or people who follow it it's it's the way the it's the way that it's orchestrated and the way that it, you know my problem with religion is is that any religion? This is my my way of um, it's. I guess it's my uh, litmus test for religion. Is if a religion says that we are the, we have the sole path mm-hmm. to to get to to the next life or or whatever it is, um, I automatically discount that because no. nobody has one answer to anything. There's more than one path to the same to the same. And if you say I'm the only one that has the right to that or the or I know the answers, or I know the, the way to go, I automatically say, no, nah, I don't think so. I'm moving on. Ah, crap, because I was going to say that only only listeners of the metaphysical connection can get their, get their consciousness to a higher level after they pass away. I was thinking about starting a whole cult based on this podcast, but now yeah. you're going to ruin it. You ruined it. We're, we're going to have to be the 
we're going to have to be co-gods then. <laughs> <laughs> we're no, going to have to share godship no, no. then. We, we, are mere, we are merely figureheads for the true God who is up above. Well, I'm saying gods with a little J, not a, not a big J. The, I, we're talking, I'm talking about the real goddess up above, my wife Carol, who is right now oh, working okay. in her office. Oh, that God. Oh, well, that's another, whole, that's another whole power structure. I've got one of those at home too, so. Um, yeah. That I have to genuflect to every now and then. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, you know. Any last final thoughts? I, I don't have any. I, I understand why people need, have a need for um, accessing a higher spirit or a higher power or the creator or the source. I, I prefer to, to call it the source. Could be the force. The force can, you know, the, I, I think Jedi's can be a religion, you know. And probably should be for some people. <laughs> I think, you know. Think, you know uh, but um, even Jedis don't say they're the only ones that can access the Force. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, have, they, have, they have a lot of ability to do okay, that. So we're gonna, that doesn't we're, mean that other people can't do it to, to greater and lesser degrees. Then, then we have to do an entire show on the Jedi archives and what they're hiding. Well, it, that that's could be a shock. <laughs> Where are they located? They're, they must be on that asteroid that uh, Luke is on, or something. Exactly, or wherever that is. He All is right. On. So anyway, that that's that. I guess that covers it. Oh. Uh, but I do want to throw out. Then. Okay. I want to. I would again throw out the offer, and we're not getting many takers yet, but we will. Yeah. Um, what do you? What do the listeners think is in the Vatican archives? What do you think, there? Oh my God, that is such an awesome question. That well, really what do you is. Think? I mean, we threw out some of our ideas and, and maybe some ideas that other people have, but nobody really knows for sure. And here's all you have to do. So what's there? What do you we, think there? Here's the thing. We have, we have many ways of, for you to get in touch with us. And we talk about this in the, in the show closer. But the thing is, is that you go onto Facebook and you do a quick search for Metaphysical Connection. And you can join our group and you can talk about this. And like us. And like us. You know, you can like us and you can love us and you can... You can I like it a lot. <laughs> and you could even... Hey, here's, a, here's another thing. You can tell us what you think is in the Vatican Archives. And you could also suggest what Jim Morrison song or which door song we should use for next week's show bumpers. So let's talk about the Vatican Archives on the... Uh, uh, on, on Facebook or on the Electric Speakeasy, which is um, the Fedora Chronicles Network special forum that is that is uh, super high-tech and super useful and easy to access. And tell us, what do you think about the Vatican Archives? And that's also a great way for you to say, hey, Eric and Walt, here's what I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about X. And to get a free T-shirt, I might. If we use your suggestion for a future show, we will send you a T-shirt. And speaking of which, hopefully keeping our fingers crossed that between now and Thursday, Walt's, Walt's gift will arrive because we still have Jar Jar sitting on my desk here. We still have Jar Jar, and and we gotta we're gonna. I'm so gonna you're have, returning the random act of kindness. I'm gonna I'm going to pay forward the random act of kindness. You're not gonna get Jar Jar back, but you're gonna get no, something I, else I, instead. Actually, I don't want Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Misa Mama don't even want Jar Jar. Uh, Jar Jar can live forever on your desk. Oh, great! And, and you can have him exactly. And you were so surprised that he was—he's—he's—he's he's, he's still in his pristine condition. Yeah, he—he doesn't seem any worse for wear. I'm sure you've been tossing him around the house and drop kicking him, and uh, even the dogs haven't gotten him yet. No, 
hard to imagine. But no, absolutely. But I, would, I expect to see at least one of his ears chewed off. No, you know? between between um, between show number six and show number seven, uh, or between now and show number seven, your gift will have arrived. Oh, well, I'm looking forward. So to yeah, that. and it's going to be really interesting. And no, uh, I can't wait to do the next show. Absolutely. Absolutely. As if, as if I didn't have enough uh, <laughs> desire to do it to begin with. Now, now I have more. Let's t- and 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 mm. all of you, I can um, uh, discuss and debate what should be our next show topic. We have a whole bunch of them, but that's not to say you can't make your own suggestions. What about what's under Donald Trump's hair? How about that? I will tell you or, right now. Or what would he look like in a um, in a hurricane? Squirrels. Squirrels are maybe, you do, maybe you could do an etching of that. <laughs> Donald Trump in a hair hurricane with no hat on. <laughs> How long is his hair? <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the worst comb over? That that right there. That that isn't that's paranormal right there. <laughs> it is. It, it is. <laughs> his hair has a life of its own. It's <laughs> okay. So I hate to sound like your therapist, Walt, but I'm sorry, but we are all out of time. So I'm not even going to ask you for any of your final thoughts because you've given me your final thoughts <laughs> over and over and over. Right. We, we've, we've done too much porch setting, I guess. Exactly. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Keep your chins up and your, and your fedoras on. Another excellent show. This has been the Metaphysical Connection with your hosts, Eric Renderking-Fisk and Walt Schnabel. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural phenomenons. You can learn more about us on our webpage. Right now it is metaphysical.fedorachronicles.com where you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. This is also a great way to catch up on past shows, find out what we'll be talking about next time, and drop us a line and tell us how much you love this show and what topics you want us to tackle next. That's also a great portal for all of you to let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show with a great story or to promote a book that you've written or a documentary that you have filmed. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. Please clap. <laughs>